Are you ready for some fun? Oh, yeah! This service is brought to you by the Pleasure Club. If you're under 18 and do not wish to be billed, please hang up now. Who said buying a home should be uptight and boring? It's time for Patty's Playhouse, your local real estate talk show with Patty and Scott. It's house talk with a happy ending each and every time. Patty's Playhouse with Patty and Scott starts now. Working out to find what a way to make a living. Patty, getting by, it's all taking and no giving. Just use your mind and they never give you credit. It's enough to drive you crazy and you let it. Patty Wilson in Patty's Playhouse. We're a real estate talk show on 93.3 FM in Tallahassee, Florida. So we talk house talk with the happy ending. We talk about houses and the process. And the show's really directed to consumers, whether it be the buyer or the seller. So we talk about all of the Well, sometimes we stuff. don't talk about even that. I, well, sometimes. You know. But it really is has the theme of real estate. Sometimes we digress. Like, Fly by the seat of our house. If you're on our Facebook house. Live, I have like all these little articles that we're... we're I know. It's really we'll stressing me We'll see if we out. talk it's to... A little too, little it's like too, homework. A little too preparatory for me. It is prep. But, I mean, we may not get to it in this stack of stuff, mm. but we might. So that's Scott. Scott Cowart. Here I am. How are you, Scott? I'm good. How was your week? Uh, how was my week? Oh, busy. Yes. That again. It was busy. Just, yeah. Just a lot going on. It's fun stuff. Yeah. It's fun totally rehabbing a home. We hired a realtor, so she'll start with us maybe in the next week. Now we have Robin, the realtor, and... The new realtor. We won't, we'll leave her name out for now. And then you and me. Yeah. So we're, we're a quad. We're, we're a quad. Yes. Yes. Cha. Yeah. And I wanted to shout out to Dr. Fenn, the chiropractor. He has a show right after our show, Phenomenal. F-E-N-N, so I couldn't walk. Like I have a situation with my leg where one leg's shorter than the other due to an inju- injury a long time ago, and all of a sudden it was fine, and then I couldn't walk again. And I went. In, I'd never seen him before as a chiropractor, only as a friend. 
went in, he adjusted me. I could walk one time. So let me understand this. Your legs were the same when I was length born. Before. When I was born, they right. were the same length. And then I ruptured my Achilles, which took me out of nursing. So June third, two thousand and three, I'm playing tag with my kids in Alexandria, Virginia. I bend over, playing, you know, we're just joking around. And I thought it was the worst Charlie horse I'd ever had in my life. But I had ruptured my Achilles, and I didn't even know it. So your legs... It shortened the leg. So theoretically, they're the same length. You just walk differently. No, it's actually shorter. When you measure... Because the muscles help elongate your leg. Well, I don't have that muscle. It's no longer... doesn't have the ability to elongate my leg. That's why I walk like a stubby, because... (laughs) Because my ankle doesn't function mm. because of the Achilles. Yeah, I'm trying to not elongate my legs. I have very long legs. <laughs> I do. <laughs> trying to so compress. it's it's not. And some I went to a chiropractor a long time ago. He straightened me out. Everything was fine. And then maybe that's what I need. I don't know what happened. Like I don't know if I slept wrong or whatever. But anyway, I went back to being wonky, and I, it was so aggravated I could barely walk. Call Doctor Fenn because it was either call the last chiropractor because he talks a lot, and I didn't want to do that, or Dr. Fenn. So I was like, oh, he seems like he's high energy. Get us in and out, like one and done. And that's what happened. Hmm. Took three x-rays, snapped me. I can walk. It's, I, I just recently started going myself, and it is definitely helping. Because you had a shoulder thing, right? Yeah, shoulder, shoulder, shoulder arm, elbow. So I wanted to really thank thing. him for doing that, and I do know people probably listen to him right after our show. and. Well, he's phenomenal. It is, it is phenomenal. And it was amazing that he took the time to do the x-rays. Not all chiropractors do. And, it, I mean, it was true help. Like, I went again this morning. He readjusted just to make sure it was set. And he's like, come back when you can. Hmm. So I did. Well, good. So I'm going to go back next week. I'm just going to try some maintenance to make sure it doesn't slip back and call it a day. I'm very excited. Because well, last week I could barely sit on these horrific wooden chairs. Well. They're horrific. They are pretty rough. So we're going to talk about, what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about <laughs> disclosures, <laughs> seller's disclosures. Yeah. What's required of the seller, how it's presented to the buyer, and then what isn't required. So we're going to talk about Florida. Every state has their own rules. Some disclosures, some states are just buyer beware. Our state is not. They're very, very, very seller focused on the required. disclosures. They are not required to be written down. They're but if you know something that is a material fact about correct. the home, it's required. But it's not, it can be done verbally. It is not required to be written. Right. But it is required. Like if I said, we took popcorn off the ceiling, that's required. If you said that. If, I, if, if, I, if we had it done. Mm. That's required to be told that we messed with the ceiling and that was done. Changing out toilets, light bulb, change out light fixtures, what's included, what's included, excluded. So we're going to talk about mm. disclosures because there's a lot. What's not included is my drapes. Your drapes and your draper rods. But right. we have a little clause that we use to absolutely exclude that and, and talk about exactly how we uh, patch the holes and paint with like paint. So that's what I thought we'd talk about because people are always asking about disclosures. What's true? What isn't true? Well, I don't know. Why didn't a seller tell me? I don't know know necessarily that it's true. I can say that's what people say because I don't know the authenticity. Why didn't the seller know? He should have known. I don't know. He should have known is not a disclosure, is a required disclosure. I I don't know. So we don't don't know. We don't know what we don't know. But as soon as they open up their mouth and they say something, they Mm -hmm. have to explain fully. Yeah. Or as soon as they write something, then they're forced to explain fully. 
interesting. So we're going to talk about that next segment. All right. That's it. So what houses do you have for sale? Well, I have a lot for sale. Well, not... We have a lot for sale. Glasgow's under contract. Yay. So 6338 Glasgow is under contract. So that's very exciting. Close just a couple weeks. Yeah. One and done. In and out. Boop, boop. Like it that way. The good lenders. We should talk about that too. That would be a good one. Lender choices. For sure. Uh, 552 Miccosukee is uh, still available and I plan on having an open house. Not this weekend because it's my father's birthday. Aw. But he's a Pisces. He is. With me. Actually, he's not. No. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't think he's a Pisces. That's uh, what it means. Yeah, when's his birthday? The 11th. Yeah, he is. Are you sure? Yeah, it's February 19th to oh, March. Oh, he may be. It's all of my other relatives that aren't. So I'm surrounded <laughs> I'm surrounded by Aries. Oh, yeah, that's the next Courtney, one. Courtney, Cole, Jeff. I mean... Yeah, my husband's my, an Aries. My mom. It's tough. Yeah. Tough it, life. It is tough. It's a tough life. And I'm a Leo, and that fire on fire thing just doesn't work out real well. <laughs> I got to tell you. <laughs> and I'm just fish. But these. Yeah, but Aries, that's a tough one. Yeah, it is, but they don't know who they're messing with. Yeah, but you're, your dad's a Pisces. Yeah, he's definitely not an Aries in that regard. No, he's placid. He's very. Like me. Yeah, he's just. <laughs> He's, he's subtle. We're he, both subtle. He is. He's very assertive, but he's not overwhelming. Like, he's just kind of easy, which nice. is nice. But my, mo- nice. my mom was like... What was your mom? She's an Aries. She was an Aries, yeah, too. Yeah, so when we got along, it was fab- kind of like my marriage. When we get along, it's fabulous. But when we don't, whew, yeah, it's that whole Aries-Leo thing. Yeah. Not, is it not compatible in the charts? Uh, it It is compatible, but it's it's like the fire on fire... Like lines of water and that's so it yeah so okay. it either it's either really good or it's really so Leo's rough. a fire yeah well Leo is just very lion yeah, <laughs> yeah. we're a lot to handle put it that way yeah. for sure it's not just those Aries no Mm-mm. no so we're going to talk about lender choices I think we have a few more minutes in this segment right yeah now. lender choices make so, some, make a good choice make a good choice please. So the buyer, it's the buyer's responsibility to choose their mortgage lender. So there's bank lenders that have mortgages like the BB&Ts and the USAAs and Bank of America. They have like a mortgage division. That's a challenge because that's not their one thing. Their one thing is banking. Their one thing, it can take longer to close with a bank bank. Mortgage lenders, they're devoted to the mortgage they close on the loan and then they sell it to Wells Fargo or whatever. And, and those people service the loan. So they just do the processing and get the loan underwritten and then they they sell it and move on. So, oh, my husband. Well, there it is. I thought I had it on do not to serve. Regardless. So, oh, I think because he's in my favorites, right? <laughs> he's in my favorites. So, mm. yeah. Um, the mortgage lender. Stay on top of whoever you pick. Rates are generally the same. The service fee is generally the same. So the only thing that's really going to separate you is customer service and the ability to write the application and get the application through to underwriting in a way that the underwriter understands. That's what's really important. If the mortgage lender drops the ball and doesn't meet the contract dates or doesn't realize... When I say contract date, is like... Our contract says you have five days for loan application. And at that time, you have to request and pay for the appraisal. If that mortgage lender doesn't pay attention to those five calendar days, say you write the offer on a Friday, you only have till Tuesday 
Tuesday, like really Wednesday. So you only have those days. So weekends are out. They count against you, but they're really out because no one's really, a bank lender is not going to work those two days. So you're pretending it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. If you don't make that loan application in time, then your binder, that $1,000 that you put down or 500 escrow is He can at help risk. you lose your money or he, she, he. Yeah. yeah. So we'll talk about that for a few more minutes when we come back, and then we're going to talk about disclosures. I'm Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse, 850-656-0009. Satellite's gone way up to Mars. Soon it'll be filled with park and cars. That's Scott Cowart. The show's called Patty's Playhouse. We're on Real Talk 93.3 FM. You don't have time to listen to us on the radio or Facebook Live. You can always listen as a podcast or on any podcast platform you choose. Well, even if you do listen to us live. Yeah, you can always listen again. Yeah. Feel free to download that. With I your post friends. them every Monday. So it's posted, you know, Monday after the show. Mm-hmm. There's about 187. We're in our fourth season. This is our ninth show of the fourth season. Tenth show of the fourth season. So, yes, thank you. Everybody who listens, I'm so appreciative. And if you do listen on podcasts, strike me a five-star. Strike me a five-star. Strike me a (laughs) five-star. That's what I said. You're supposed to do that when you... Right. Strike me a five-star. So, mortgage lending, what I was saying is make sure when you, you hire the lender to help you buy a house because you're hiring these people or the realtor is hiring helping you hire the lender make sure they help you follow the dates of the contract the bank is not a party to the contract and there's really nothing that can ever happen bad to a mortgage lender it only happens to the appraisers and the realtors everybody else everyone else right so but make sure that they're like hey do you know this do you know the dates of the contract well it should be like when you're when you are hiring your realtor that there should be that special relationship that you feel comfort with. A, you are giving forward a lot of confidential information. And B, you want somebody that can get the job done. And I think sometimes the realtors get comfortable with the lender mm. and they think that the lender's going to take care of it instead of just, hey, I know you've heard from me in three days, but I wanted to make sure that appraisal was ordered. Right. Because if they didn't order it or request you have to request it and pay for it. You have no control. The buyer has no control when it's actually ordered because there's lender guidelines. Then you're on the hook. And the lender forgets and or the realtor forgets. And then your $1,000 or two twenty five hundred or whatever money you put down is up for grabs. And it goes back to the seller. Or it should go back to the seller. Because you didn't do what you're supposed to do. The seller has to... seller doesn't have any recourse except to take their home off the market. So I just wanted to give that as a little tip. Yeah. Really, really, really watch who you choose. Ain't that the truth? Because nothing matters if you lose that money. Well, I mean, first of all, hopefully you don't lose the house as well. And everybody thinks they do a great job. I mean, we do too. 
But we do a great job. We do a great job. That's the difference. And we make a mistake, we pay for it. Yeah, that is literally nice. with cash. <laughs> I, I've paid for it even if it wasn't my mistake. Yeah, you did a couple times. Unfortunately. Yep, you did sometimes. You just—it's character. Well, it's a I just character want to thing. make sure everybody's taken care of. Mm-hmm. It. It's not necessarily about the almighty dollar. So, what do you? What before you were an agent? Before you were a realtor? What did you think sellers' disclosures? Because you bought and sold a couple homes mm-hmm. and had them built. I, what was I, the seller's disclosure for you? What I, did you think? To me, I, I I look at it kind of like a report card, if you will, of mm-hmm. your house and telling things that are historical in nature since I've occupied the home. So it's just kind of giving a pulse of the home over what you've specific, done yeah well what i've done or what i've experienced just so someone else could understand it because when you get in there's just there's so many things that you don't know and in, i've had i would say in most cases when a buyer buys a home that was pre-owned by somebody they reference it over time to get understanding of certain information because what you're looking for when you're buying it is certain parameters but sometimes things happen and then you go back to the seller's property disclosure that kind of tell you a little bit of the historical data. So think of an air filter. So your air conditioner, the buyer's buying your house, they've assumed that the seller took care of the house and maintained the home as manufacturer requires or, or suggests. Yeah. Change your air filter every month, three months or six months, whatever that HVAC requires. You, I'm buying a house. I'm going to assume that until I have a home inspection. So you, I change my filter the first day of every month, whether it needs it or looks like it needs it or not. I'm not going to put that in my disclosure, but I hope that the buyer can assume that's been done. Once they've done that the home inspection, then they can go back and make repairs because the seller's saying, yes, I maintained it kind of, but I really haven't. I really haven't maintained it. So the seller's disclosure is for material facts. Um, windows don't open, windows are fogged, appliances don't work, um, curtain rods and window treatments aren't staying, mm-hmm. grandma's lamp is not staying, the chandelier's not staying, the nests, the nests, uh, thermostats aren't staying. I replaced the garage door opener two weeks ago. The hot water heater didn't work, but I had it repaired. Mm-hmm. I didn't have it replaced, I had it repaired. Those are like flags for me, like, what why how um but anything that you've done to the home anything replaced a fireplace switch anything should be on there anything that's material anything that's a material fact that would cause not every a value issue yeah it's not everything not every photo that you put on the wall and every the tallahassee board of realtors seller's disclosure is six pages and it's really just check boxes and lines but you can always add more. And I do suggest... I think that's the key because... You have to it, add more. It asks specific questions in most cases. And I think some sellers only feel that they have to answer that. But at the very end of it, it asks you, is there anything else mm-hmm. that, that you know? And certainly feel free to add on to that. So it says, do all doors operate properly? Chances are, if you have a home with more than three doors, one does not operate properly. It's going to drag. It's going to be something. But... And it's hard for the seller to tear all that apart mm. when they're, you know, they're trying to sell their house and it's hard for them to break it down. The only job of the realtor is to really go over it with them and make sure that everything either functions as designed in their mind, in the seller's mind, or obvious stuff. 
because they don't know if they have a crack in their slab. They don't know. They don't know if they have wood rot underneath the crawl space unless they're the ones going down there or the inspector is going down there and, and reporting back to them. They wouldn't know. They no. wouldn't always know if there's a, a nest of squirrels in the attic. Like, they don't know that. But when you have a nest of snakes, which has been in the news quite a bit, you chances are you know. Yeah, but... Uh, Back to the seller's property disclosure mm. in terms of what it is. It's basically what you know. It's not what you don't know. It's what you I mean, know and what you know. not it's what about you the, don't know. It's about know. disclosing the facts as you know them. So there was a lawsuit many, many, many years ago, uh, 1985, Johnson v. Davis. And Johnson v. Davis says that the seller, if the seller knows, they must disclose. But it's not something that they should have known. So my house. I have those poinsettia formations on my ceiling. On the finish of the ceiling, not popcorn, but it looks like a daisy or oh, a flower. Yes. Well, I'm sitting on the... I mean, I've been there 17 years. I don't, one day I'm looking at it, and I'm like, those are different. Those look different in the, in the pattern what looked different. Right. And you can tell at some point there was a cutout. Oh. There must have been a leak in a roof like mm-hmm. years and years ago. And then the poinsettia pattern, like they tried to make it work. Mm-hmm. But it didn't really. But it was just off just a tad bit. You would have noticed I mean, probably obvi- the first. They obviously did a pretty good did, job. Cause yeah, because I, I was like, huh? I can pick that stuff It was like out. three by four. So it's like two and a half, three by, f- and I'm like, that's different. Now, somebody could have said, I should have known that. She mm. was a realtor. She should have known. But unless you're staring at the ceiling like I was, you wouldn't have known. There's a lot of realtors that wouldn't know that. They wouldn't have known. No. So it's those kind of things. Like if you replace your countertops, you painted the cabinets. Then the question is, what kind of paint did you use? People need to know then how to maintain it. Mm-hmm. Like we use chalk paint for some, some homes. Cases. So chalk paint requires some maintenance. It requires wax. It requires taking care of. It's just polite to tell people this is what it is. But I think it is their due diligence if it's chalk paint that requires maintenance to tell them. Mm, that sure. it's not going to be like not have normal wear and tear issues. Well, it depends on what type of wax you put on it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. And then there's some... Mm, other stuff that you can add to it. Not wax, but like a min wax kind of stuff, like a, like a flat sealant. It's like a polyurethane, but Yeah, that's the word. So Johnson v. Davis is the statute, and we give it out when we have a, a seller. It says, hey, you know, you've got to tell us if you know, and then we have to share it with a buyer or the buyer's agent. So say the seller doesn't want you to know. So the seller's like, I have this problem, Patty, but you can't tell anybody. Then Patty, if I if I'm under a certain type of agency, then I have to resign from the listing, and not have the listing. And Scott had that happen. Yes, a couple Scott years did. ago. Yes. So there was mold. Yes. Perceived mold. We don't know because we're not mold yeah, experts. Yeah, that is. Correct. But I think you had a home inspection that someone said it was mold. I, no, I know that the they were connected, and then the one next door. Oh, was the a other HUD one property, had and it was full shut of black down mold because it was mold. So I. I was under the suspect that it was, and I wasn't willing to take that chance. So I had to walk away. We walked away. Yeah. Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse, 850-656-0009. Home disclosures. We can do this every night. You can be my ride
your second option like a key under the mat are my emotions hard to read seems i'm good at hiding you just forgot the consequences always seem hey we're back i'm patty here we are that's scott our show is called Patty's Playhouse. 850-656-0009 is our number. You can call us anytime. You can see our website. We have two, Style and Soul. Well, you can't see both any longer. They took away the monitor oh, back Oh, they back. took away yeah, Liz Warren's face. So Style and Soul is our, our style site where you can see you know, great tips on how to stage a home and how just to make it pretty while you live there because that's even better. And then our other website is called Brokerage. FL, Brokerage Florida, brokeragefl.com. And either one, you can listen to the show. Or you could watch us on Mevo, which is our Facebook Live, and watch me order wallpaper. Oh, did you? No. Oh, you're going to? I just ordered a hood. So we're going to talk about (laughs) failure to disclose homicide, suicide, deaths, HIV, or AIDS-infected occupant. (laughs) In the state of Florida, it is not required to report any or disclose any death. Any death of any kind, or sickness, or anything. It's not It's not material fact to the house. If it's haunted, or the, some people think that if a home is haunted, it's worth more money. What's an appraisal going to do? Depends on who's haunting it. Yeah, right? I mean... George Washington, maybe. I mean, if somebody good is haunting it, then... Betsy Ross. I could just keep naming people until <laughs> you start laughing. Until eventually... But the fact that an occupant of real property is infected or has died is not a material defect of the property. So it is not required. If there's a murder, not required. Viruses? Not required. Because I could see where somebody could think that. But it's not a mirror. It's still the house is the house is the house. It is. So but, clean it, eh? Yeah. Well, I mean. Like the guy next I could door say to us. That all so day long. The guy next door to us died. He laid there for like three days. So he had a stroke or some. some the story was he had a glass in his hand, had a stroke. The glass broke and cut him and he died like three days later he bled out on the and so they took the carpet up that's a big signal so when the carpet's taken up because of bodily fluids they take the carpet up so if every other room has carpet but that doesn't that's a signal that someone died in the house that's a signal you need to call me where i tell you to put carpet down (laughs) because or a vinyl lvp right but i mean the house sold in a quick minute some people like I mean, that. you can kind of tell or you can Google the street address, but it's not required for the seller to disclose. Yeah, I've watched enough crime TV to not believe that whole story. So he has a stroke. And yeah, he was like 80. I know, but to me, it would take... Oh, the police a, were there? The tape know, was up? It, you would have to really break the glass and it just So I don't pay to attention me. to my neighbors at all. Okay. I don't sell in my neighborhood. I don't want that grief. Like, I just don't want it. I just go home and sleep there and then I leave. So I get there, and there's tape up. And mm. I knew his name was Mr. White. And the only reason I remembered that was because he had white hair. Mm. And he was he was grumpy. So we didn't interact. So the police are there, and the tape's up. And I'm thinking he was robbed and murdered. Mm. Like, I thought that's what happened. And the police come to me, and they're like, do you know Mr. White? And I'm like, only in passing. Uh, no pun intended. So how long have you lived here? <laughs> True. How long have you lived here? 2003. <laughs> but do you know? Not at all. Could I, I could barely pick him out in the lineup. Like, his house sits back behind mine, so my house is closer to the road than his house. So he drove and parked in the garage. Like, we really never saw each other. And I said, well, where, 
where's his wife? And they're like, ma'am, she died four years ago. But there had been a woman. I wasn't completely incorrect. There had been a woman that was coming and going and inside of the house and outside of the house. So I don't know if it was a friend or whatever, but it, but his the guy across the street is the one who found him, wow. and he would obviously have bled out, and it had been obvious that there was glass, and then they did an autopsy and had a stroke. There was a lot happening in your neighborhood. There was a lot. It was like it. Yeah, my neighbors would probably be scared at this thought, but I could pick every one of them out of <laughs> oh, the lineup. You could? Well, I have a attention to detail to things. I do not. Like I mean, I remember faces and and things that happen i would say experiences but Mm -hmm. like we were talking about something the other day and i was like oh we're oh where we met megan Funkhauser one day you're like like, what (laughs) i was like how would you remember where we had coffee eight years ago yes i did i have that i don't so i'm horrible in a lineup i'm a great juror though think about it because i won't remember i passed college purely because i could remember what was written on a chalkboard oh yeah yeah just formulas and stuff like, like Mary that. Lou Henner. Yeah. She can remember everything Very, from every day. Yeah. That's I funny. Can, most things, I mean. But anyway, death, suicide, not required to be disclosed. You can disclose. And once you disclose, then you kind of have to disclose everything you know. Good. But it's not required to be disclosed. Well, be careful what you say. So some people say, Patty, you're wrong. It's uh, statute 689.25. Conveyances of land and declarations of trust. And, and a cause of action cannot arise because I don't share it. They can't sue me as the realtor for not sharing that fact. Well, because it wasn't required. Mm-mm. A person licensed under Chapter 475, which is the real estate chapter, for the failure to disclose to the transferee, the person buying the house, that the property was or suspected of homicide, suicide, death, or human immunodeficiency virus. Yeah, see, for me, it's all about the feel or of the Or corona. House. I don't, this, I don't necessarily need, I don't need to know... What huh? happened? I go by the feel of a house. Sometimes a house feels weird to me. I think sometimes so, a house feels weird because people aren't happy in it. Right. And I think that's what that's, I'm talking about. Do you like remember the one we in, did? There was a it was a divorce, and there were post its everywhere. There was like orange post its. Uh, yes. Were you with me then? No, but I but there was another one that we did where they had a divorce, and that place was a wreck. They, were, they had orange post its were hers, and yellow post its were. I'm like, you're, the realtor is not supposed to disclose the motivation with unless we have permission. So I can't say they're getting a divorce and then you can come in and bottom dollar them or negotiate below market. Right. So I'm supposed to protect their motivation. But when you walk in, I the buyer. When you walk in, it was like it was obvious. That's always really easy. Why when would you do that? that? I just say they're moving. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> They're relocating. I mean, they are. They are relocating. So it's just kind of simple. But if you look... uh, I'm not trying to do anything. I'm just simply... Like, it's not... I don't give information that's not But that statute, when you think about it from today, when everything is... Like, I'm on... I have these... I pay these subscription sites so I can look people's phone number up and mail. And I want to know who I'm talking to. And we're hiring. And tenants, right? I... I think that statute that says we can't disclose motivation is kind of like is behind the eight ball at this point yeah. because there's so much available. There really is. But if the buyer goes and finds it on their own, I just can't disclose or it. Or I show you a house where there's only furniture in one bedroom. Yeah, you can go to the dry cleaner and the dry cleaner can tell you there, there was a murder. I just can't tell you. That <laughs> and about your school system. I can't talk about crime. I'm, we only control the four corners of the lots, supposedly it's four corners. That's what we disclose. So I can't say, like, the Wells Fargo got robbed. 
down the road, like there was an armed robbery on Monroe. Just said that. Oh, I didn't hear you. I was thinking. <laughs> you just but, said yeah, that out loud. Yeah, I did it. say that a lot. So I was thinking. <laughs> I can't say what I just said. No, no, no. I can't. I can't say there's like this isn't. It's redlining. I can't say that this neighborhood is full of crime. I'm not allowed. Right. Even if it is. But, yeah. <laughs> We're not allowed. <laughs> There are websites. Yeah, that. because they say the realtor is redlining. It's just like with the whole uh, Bloomberg thing. Mm. He he redlined as the mayor. He redlined all of Manhattan, basically, mm. and Queens. He's not the first. The mayor of New York City. Won't be the last. Saying that he was allowed to stop and frisk whoever he wanted, just based on the color of skin. We're not allowed to do any of that. That's how the boroughs actually got named. Was because... Because, uh, I forget who the mayor was. I was watching it a documentary oh. on uh, TV recently and they were talking about the boroughs and in particular Harlem and whatnot so they named them because they were trying to keep they were redlining they were red- the whole redlining. city well yeah. the whole area New York City and, and up north if you've never been up north except as a tourist is very blo- lot and block mm-hmm. everything is very segregated segregated mm-hmm. like Harrisburg Everything was, there was a Steelton, is the name of the little village, a steel town, it was Steelton, so they had a steel mill, but there was the Croatian church, the Greek church, the Irish church, like everything was segregated around the churches, it was very European, Hmm. and it was just the way it is. Well, that Bloomberg is... (laughs) He's gone, so it doesn't really matter, but it's a great example of why we're not allowed to do it now, but you can go to the Circle K or the dry cleaner and they can tell you, we're not allowed to. And should. Because we have the power of the real real estate. You know, we're affecting other people's values in their homes. And that's why we're not well, allowed. And theoretically. And it's just, you know, it doesn't really matter. It's just like private school versus public school. If you're not going to pour into your child in public school, it's not really going to matter if they're at an A school, C school, or D school. It doesn't matter. You're just letting your kid be taught by someone else. If you don't pour into the child, what difference does it make? Well, that's very true. It- Thank you, Scott. Additionally, I think if you were if you were an individual that wanted your kids to have a little bit different of an upbringing, you may choose to go to those areas. Meaning, you don't want them to be in the same. Yeah, if you were living in rural and right. you wanted to have more right. urban feel so, for your kids, so which is why we did what we more did. More power to you. Thank you, yeah. Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse, eight five zero six five six triple zero nine. Playhouse. It's a little disappointing that everybody doesn't get to hear our music. I mean, <laughs> they can hear our music on Facebook Live. They can. Yeah, they have it wired so that they can hear the music. Oh, good. Because this whole time, I because I don't watch and or listen. That's why it's so it gets the feedback. And Deborah says, "Why are you repeating everything?" And I'm right, thinking but I'm, I'm not. imagining me like hopping around, dancing, uh, and yet it's like at a rave. Well, minus the music <laughs> and the bubbles, and probably. 
few other things. But we were like, if we're dancing, like. But I'm glad that they, they can, can hear it. I mean, that would be it. rough. If they yeah, can. they had to rewire a little. That's mm. why the uh, iPad's in there, in the control room. Ah. Yeah, you're gonna have to learn how to use all that. I know. I mean, not an this iPad, next clearly. week. I mean, next week we're gonna be live. Whew. I know. What are you doing, Sarah? That Saturday. What's going on next? Right, week? exactly. <laughs> no, and by next week, we mean not this. Not this Saturday. Not today. Mm-hmm. But the following Saturday, we're gonna do our first live show on a Saturday. Oh, I'll be in New Orleans. Oh, yeah. that's I would convenient. Make, I would make sure that you are. No. Yeah. You'll, this is this is a show you won't want to miss. We're gonna talk about pets too. We are pets in real estate. Goodness. Service pets. Selling your house with a pet. Oh, you'll be full of information. I know. Uh, yeah. He loves it. He loves selling homes with dogs and cats and birds. And and I like dogs and cats. They just don't sell homes real well. No, they don't. But that's so, why we're going to talk about it. Yeah. So we're going to devote the hour to pets. Oh. And I, th- I think that's a good live show topic where people can call in and ask questions. And yeah. talk about. So uh, one Saturday a month, we're going to do a live, live. Okay. okay. I'm scared. I can yeah. usually do that. I just can't do it next week because I'll be gone. Oh, then we'll push it off to the following week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could. And That's then, okay. I mean, totally John's supposed to teach me how to use the board, but mm-hmm. there's going to be a whole lot of little post-it flags all over the place. Yeah. It's pretty easy to get the hang of it. It took me like a few tries. Well, that, how many buttons do that, you that's use? That's comforting. How many um, buttons do you use? One for me, one for each of you, one for the music. That's it. Oh, that's it? Yeah. Four oh. buttons. Mm-hmm. You just have to move I thought it was a lot of buttons. Down. Not really. Hmm. So you don't mess with bass, treble, any of that? Nothing? No. So no. all of those buttons, and you really only she's work with a couple. She's not a DJ. She's a producer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure how to do all the DJing. So yeah. Okay. Wiki, wiki, wiki. <laughs> do that again. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I only do things once. So we were talking about disclosures. Um, we're done. We did three couple segments of it like i didn't have any i had one thing a different thing it was like should you when you list your home should you talk to the realtor first and have a market analysis or should you pay 350 or 400 dollars and have the appraiser come out and press the home for you well that's that's obvious because i don't think even if you have an appraisal that that's that that's a price for your home i really don't i think it's both yeah i i think an appraisal can work in certain way, I think that's what makes I think our team a little unique is that we've got you as the appraiser side and kind of me in terms of what market is and what I can do to it to make it more marketable. So price, obviously, it's got to appraise, so that's clear. But the appraisal may change as it has many times for us um, by virtue of what I do to them. So. Well, just think of like say we lived in Seattle, yes, and it was coronavirus time, and so. People may be shutting down in their home. Sales may drop for a month or two. That's going to challenge what the appraiser and or the realtor would look at. Yeah. Realtors often look at price per square foot. Appraisers do not look at price per square foot because it's so subjective. And we don't derive value. Or we, we, arri- they, we don't arrive at value. We derive value. We're also, I mean, Tallahassee is a little unique in respect to the fact that different than most of Florida, we don't have mass communities that you could use price per square foot better with. I'm not saying we We're don't. Like we, a Southwest. We have some here, and, and that's clear. But as a general rule, Tallahassee is very good in terms of um, resales of homes and rehabbing homes and whatnot. So you don't, you can't, 
Benton's a good example. Waverly's a good example. Myers Park is a good example where the house across the street from you could be 100,000. I'm just using numbers. It's and, true. And, you know, across the street, have a million-dollar home. It's, that's not that abnormal for our area in particular. I mean, those are vast differences, which I was using for shock value, but not necessarily. Um, I'm, still, I'm still correct in terms of the ideology behind it. It's like if you have a two-story with all the bedrooms upstairs and you're comparing it to a one-story, you, you can't use price per square foot. The, the footprint of the home is not the same as the footprint of the one-story. So we don't use, you can't take that $150 a square foot and extrapolate it out, multiply it by 2,000 square feet. That's not how it works. But that's a great example in terms of marketability too, because a one-story aging in place across the street from a two-story with all bedrooms upstairs is going to market a completely different. It's a completely different buyer. Price. So you can't you can't use price per square foot anyways with regards to that. So we look at we go back in time. I do as the appraiser. I go back in time and let them know this is what the likelihood it is. And then we try to go to the real estate realtor side of it and say, yes, I think it could sell for two hundred thousand. But Tallahassee likes nines. So you're probably looking at 189 or 191.9 or somewhere in there to market the home. Yeah. But if you went and got a refi and you had to have the appraisal done, this is where it would be. But I can't produce a buyer to prove that all the time. Correct. That makes sense. It is very different. And I I think here it's it's a lot of people will hire an appraiser who's local to price the homes and he may come in high. I may come in high, but we all have that dot data to back it up. Should. But if you just have the realtor without that, realtors are human and they want to sell the home and they want to get the listing and they're, they may or may not tell you what you want to hear. And it's really hard to tell somebody that their house isn't worth what they think it's worth. That is a difficult it conversation. It is a very difficult conversation. So you, I, I produce a lot of what I call logic behind it and a lot of data to prove my point. That they're still in emotion. They're still going to be very emotional about it because it's their home. Yeah. So it's a challenge. It, yeah. It's really hard to do. Everybody wants to compete with their neighbor. And that's where I'm more empathic than Scott. What? And I, this is <laughs> new. I try to be a little bit more empathetic about it, but it is in the end, it is what it is. Yeah, I think that. I mean, you can always try it at their price because that's the accountant, eh, but the it, accountant in me. It, it just very doesn't. Very factual. Very factual. I, I come across just kind of. Clean line. Yes. Boundaries. Boom. It's just still can't produce a buyer. True. With all of that, you still cannot produce a buyer. A qualified buyer. Yes. A, well. You can have open houses all day with 20 people coming through, but maybe one of those has actually talked to a lender. They'll say they have the realtor, but have you been to a lender? Right. So you're just opening your house and punting, basically see what works and what doesn't work. And sometimes pricing is like that. Sometimes you can just, I know Deborah is listening from Clearwater. There's times when you're, you're two foot extra away from the water and there's really no comps for that. Everything is like two foot closer and you're two foot away. And what do you do? You just try to make it work and hope the appraiser sees what you see as the real estate agent. That's why I like to take their eyes off of those type of things. I like to take the appraiser's eyes off of those type of things. Oh, yeah. I like to bring their attention to other things. By pretty stuff. Yeah. I think that that just makes sense. I mean, if you're going to sell your car, you certainly wouldn't doll it up. 
and go get it pretty right. fried and make it smell better right. instead or, of like old know, french fries well that's not a good look or smell <laughs> but additionally like if your leather was cracking and you wanted to you should be doing something just as a maintenance thing so i don't know i don't know why people don't understand that but that's why i'm here you know but you know sellers will be for sale by owners are completely known for i'm selling for what i'm selling and i'm just gonna do it well good luck because now there's no numbers on your sign anymore because they're worn off correct so you're not selling it because this is the fourth you have it posted somewhere but you're not selling it because you can't no because no one's buying it you can only sell it when you somebody brings you a big bag of cash truth and for sale by owners are just known for being difficult to negotiate with because they're so embedded in their home they are, but additionally, I, I just, I don't understand the philosophy of a for sale by owner because they think they're saving money, but they're really not saving money. Explain that. I love how you explain I, it. Just, it. They, it's to me obvious, so I don't want to sound rhetorical, but the reality is that there is a larger group of people that you are hitting and you we have value that we bring to a home that could have people understand what something is worth so you can you can go and buy something for sale by owner but they're already taking into consideration commission and all these other things so you don't get any more money it's the net but some people are driven by top price they're not driven by the net like to me why would why would i want to take on all of that responsibility and make the same amount of money Show's over. Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse. House talk with a happy ending. Every time.